you could turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 40. Libby, you bring me. I've just been overwhelmed this morning with how good God is. <laughs> he is the most gentle and yet the most forceful. He can come in so peacefully and so gently and yet he can do so powerfully in that moment. He's amazing. Sometimes he comes in like a wrecking ball and other times he comes in and today I just felt, as, as, as Daniel was saying, worship was so beautiful. It was simple and beautiful. And sometimes I think we need to strip ourselves away from all the gadgets and all the lights and everything and just be me and you, God. Just me, just me and you. I love worship. I love the music. I love, I love that. And I love skilled musicians. But there was something sweet this morning. I caught it, and my prayer is that you caught it. And I'm going to share this morning from Exodus 40. And what I'm amazed about is how incredible God is. And I never want to get so casual with him that I lose the awe and the wonder and the beauty of who he is. It's like walking a tightrope and balancing with his beauty and yet with his person. He's so personable that we can get so casual with him because he just, he just says, I'm here. And I find I can get so casual with him, but I have to be careful that I don't become so casual that I forget how holy and how pure and how amazing and how wonderful he is. And I don't want to become so enamored with that and I want to be careful as I say this but I don't want to become so enamored with that that I forget how personable he is because sometimes we can build ourselves or create things about God he's so approachable and I think sometimes our human mind can't can't reason or can't see both sides in this last couple of years, I've found out that I can be happy and I can be sad at the same time. I used to think that was crazy. But I have found some incredible sadness and depths in my life, but I've also found some incredible joy, peace, and comfort at the same moment. And I find that with God this morning, I'm going, You're so beautiful, you're so amazing. 
But I also saw him going like this, just come. Like a big father just saying, come and let me hug you. And it's the beauty of the relationship. It's in that beauty of relationship that we experience his awe and we experience his awe. He's here right now. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm going to preach or if I'm just going to enjoy his presence. Is that okay? Can we just enjoy being around the king? Like like if, 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 if you could come to him right now and have a one-on-one audience, what would you talk to him about? think if you could have an audience right now with the king the one (laughs) who created everything it's like he's not just the president of this or the you know the company the boss of this he's the creator of everything and he's here right now if you could talk with him about something what would it be Now that I've asked that question, talk to him about it. You might say, my kids are driving me crazy. He says, I'm here. You might say, my spouse has got unrealistic expectations. He says, I'm here. You might say, I've got a test. He says, I'm here. I, I don't want to just move on. Is it okay if we just, is it okay if I have dead air? As they tell you when you do public speaking, you should never have dead air. But when I get around God, he changes the rules. Can we just be in awe of the king? I'm serious, something's happening literally right now. Because what we're doing is we're, we're actually sensing, a, 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 I'll tell you what I'm sensing, we're sensing something inside, in our heart, which would, I would describe as your spirit, your innermost being. And, and it's like, an invitation is there. And it's such a beautiful invitation. It's like no strings attached. Just, he's here. And he's saying, I want you. I mean, this is not my notes. I'm flying right now, and I'm going, Lord, help me. Take the wheel. Maybe you shouldn't take the wheel. Maybe you should take the whole apparatus. 
But he is such a good father. Does anybody, and not everybody has to raise their hands, but is there anybody here that came with something heavy on your mind this morning? If I can just ask for a little bit of vulnerability. You came with something heavy on your mind. Okay, thank you. Father, just come right now and just descend like the cloud. Everyone that came, God, with something heavy, something a little stressful, just come. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In Exodus chapter 40 is the culmination of the tabernacle being built. And if you read the previous five, six, seven chapters, you'll see that God gave Moses this incredible pattern and template of how he wanted the tabernacle, which was their church building of the day, of how they wanted it, how God wanted it set up. It was so particular down to how many columns, the type of fabric, the type of oil. The the anointing oil was a specific uh, compound. It wasn't just any oil. It was specific. He gave measurements for it. And, and God had done all this and he told Moses, this is what I want. And then it says in, in, in Exodus 40 that, that Moses had built it according to that pattern. God's a holy God. I know it says in Hebrews we can come boldly to the throne of grace in time of need, but there's also some amazing aspect of the holiness of God that, that, that he has holiness. He is set apart. All the other nations that were around had gods, plural. Israel had one. All the other nations around would talk about their gods, but their gods would never get back to them. They would complain and do this, but their gods never touched them or healed them. And Israel had one God. It wasn't confusing. They went to one God, and he touched them. He healed them. He heard them. He spoke with them. And there was a difference between the world around Israel and Israel. The God that they served was a God who was alive and talked back with them, communicated with them. So much so that the nations around Israel had a fear and a recognition when God came on the scene, they recognized something was different than what they had. 
that's the God you and I serve. You and I have the greatest person ever with us living inside us. The world around us now is searching for answers, searching for hope, searching for direction, trying to figure out what to do next. My God is not worried about what to do next. There, I, the UN, the United Nations, some, some high-ranking official in the United Nations says what the world actually needs is hope. <laughs> I, I'm hearing this on the radio going, he's telling the whole world that they diagnose what the world needs is hope. And I'm going, I have hope. I have hope. They're going, we need a dose of, he, he's actually said this publicly. They are searching for things. And you and I spent 35 minutes this morning with the greatest hope dealer ever. <laughs> and he's doing it right now. Like there's, I sense in my spirit just an awe of his presence right now. And he's filling you with hope. So Moses built the tabernacle. Now this tabernacle was mobile. They built it. They were in the promised land, or they were wandering, actually, in the wilderness. They weren't in the promised land yet. They left Israel, and one year later, God had spent time with Moses, and Moses had spent time with God, and he had built, in one year, he had built the new tabernacle. They spent 40 years in the wilderness, so 39 years this tabernacle was built, and it reads in the Old Testament, every time God moved, the tabernacle moved. It wasn't a permanent fixture. It was a fixture where God was, and where God said, let's move, they moved with him. Now, this is Old Testament. It only gets better in the New Testament. God is not fixed. He is so practical, just like I said earlier. He can come into this room and meet every individual need. And when this building is full, because this building will be full of people, 
and it will have 200 people in this room. God comes, and in the beauty of God, he can do 200 different people. In fact, some of us have multiple needs, if I could just say that and be honest. Some of us have multiple needs. God doesn't worry about that and go, well, I'm only going to do one for you today. He can do whatever. He can come in, and whereas Pastor Nelson or myself, or Pastor Daniel, Pastor Sean, the rest of the team, we might be able to say, well, I believe God's doing this. God can do in one moment. He can touch every single one of us everything we need and this is a house of God so Moses erects this tabernacle the first time that it's been fabricated and put together he sets it up And he says in verse 33, the last few verses of chapter 40, the last few verses of, of the book Exodus, it says, he erected the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and hung up the veil for the gateway of the court. Thus, Moses finished the work. Then the glory covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. I want us to have an expectation that when we come that the glory of the Lord fills this place. Please don't come just to say I've got to do my Sunday duty and my spiritual duty and show up and clock in and check out. We're missing it if that's all we do. There may be some that come to look. There may be some that come to figure it out. But if I can encourage you, when you come, don't just come to say, I'm going to sing a song. Come to experience God. You say, well, I've got needs. He's okay. He can handle your need. Well, I yelled at my wife as we drove in today. It's okay. He's bigger than that. Well, I thought some bad thoughts about this or that or this person I want. God is, now deal with it, yes, but don't remove yourself from where God can touch you and heal you and be with you. Sometimes some of the things we do are because we got a hurt inside that we don't even understand. I've seen people, I've seen myself react and then I've assessed it later and go, why did I do that? I did that because I was afraid if they got any closer, I might be exposed post-traumatic stress disorder it's real it's real I had trauma and now I got God's not afraid of that his beauty today was like he was here and he was touching every single heart he was even touching little hearts like this little guy there were imprints put in his heart he doesn't even know it and that he felt it and Moses fills this and it says the glory the, the cloud covered the tent and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it well we got in
But the glory of God was so strong this morning. I wasn't sure how I was going to minister or what I was going to minister. And I don't need six pages of notes. Pastor Nelson goes, yeah, he has more than two pages. I don't need six pages of notes. I just need him. Now, yes, I do come prepared. But next week, you'll get pages one, three, four, five, six, and two. And maybe in that order. The glory of... Is this resonating with anybody? Just, just the beauty of God? And we get to serve him? And he loves us? And we prepare, Moses prepared, we come and we prepare the place for him that is his already, and then he just comes and he fills that place so much that we go, Whew. I don't know what to say. I'm just in awe of how holy, how set apart, how much higher he is than me. That's the beauty of God. And that he actually captures my mind. He actually captures my heart in these moments. And what's out there doesn't bother. What's in here is what's important. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And listen to this. Throughout all their journeys. You want to understand how important God's presence is? Apply this principle in your life. Throughout all their journeys, that's a word we use today. How's the journey going? Whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the sons of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they didn't set out until the day when it was taken up. Get so caught up in God's presence that you will stay with him. You say, well, I got to go to work. Yes, you do go to work, but he can actually be with you. He's not, not going to cause you to be a bad employee. In fact, he will cause you to be the best. But I don't... I've been meditating on this passage. If you ask some of the pastoral team, I sent them a note maybe a month ago, say, read this chapter. I've been sitting on this for like a month I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I don't want to be doing this, doing that, doing this. I just want him. What I have found really amazing is in the last couple of years, I've spent a lot of time thinking about eternity. Eternity has taken on a whole different look to me. I have found that I spent a lot of time doing things on earth for earth and I missed eternity. 
And so the last few years, I've just been spending a lot of time thinking about it, dreaming about it. And what I found really cool and amazing was the more time I spent thinking about eternity and talking with God and dreaming about that, the more I enjoyed earth. <laughs> it's funny, it's like, no, 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 you're thinking of eternity. I know, I'm thinking about God, I'm thinking about my Savior, I'm thinking about being with him, I'm thinking about what, I'm trying to lay up treasures in heaven, and what I've found is as I've done that, he's come and he says, I'm going to let you enjoy things down here even more. passage in Matthew says seek ye first the kingdom of God and none of these things no it says all of these things shall be added I want to challenge each one of us to take all of these things and put them there and take God and put them here. I found the more I try to follow him, the more I find I need to follow him. I have found the more that I look to him, the more I find I need to look to him. I've also found the more I follow him, the more those things come with it. I want this house to be a house where you walk through these doors and you get hit. That was a good place for an amen. I want this house to be a place where you come in these doors. In fact, I'll even go when you drive into the driveway. Healing happens. I want this place to be a place where broken marriages come into this driveway. They quit arguing. They recognize something. God does something miraculous, and they work on their marriage, and they get the beautiful, most beautiful marriage out of it because of what God can do in one moment that you and I can't do in 30 counseling sessions. I'm asking God that when you come onto this property, this is God's property, this is his house, when you come into these doors and you come to worship, that you will get hit with him and it will touch your finances. I'm asking God that he will touch every, your thought life, the addictions that maybe you struggle with, maybe those habits that you'd like to get rid of. I'm asking God that when you come into this place, things happen and the glory of God hits you, hits me, that I'm not caring about what I'm going to preach. I'm like, I just want to be with him because when I'm sitting here in this place, something amazing happens that I can't describe, that I can't fathom, but all I know is I want to sit and I want to enjoy his presence. And I'm six minutes over time and I don't care. I might go seven minutes over time. I'm dreaming of the day when people 
Well, I have to watch out how fast they come to church because they can't get here fast enough. And I believe in the speed limit. So that's where you plan ahead. I'm asking God for this building to be a place where people want to come just to sit in this room even on a Monday. I'm asking God for this place to be a place where people come and they just want to get to know God and they go, you know what, I sit in this room here and we have music playing. We play music 24-7 in this place, in this room. And, and they just come and they go, when I'm sitting here, And if you want to come here, talk to me and I'll open the door for you. Moses, he was overwhelmed with the glory of God. Oh, that the 20th century, 21st century, we would quit chasing lights, quit chasing attendance, and start chasing his presence. He's, he's it. Coke is not the real thing. He's the real thing. Hallelujah. So how can you be a part of this? Well, there's a few things. Show up every Sunday. I said that with a smile. But I'm serious. Come every Sunday. Another way you can do it, pray every day. Another way you can do it is say to yourself, I will serve God. Another way you can do this, and this is me with my crazy ideas coming in, is you can commit to 40 days of prayer. I had to fit that in somehow. But I've sensed in my spirit, God, it's not just me. Just about every single pastor I talk to has this amazing expectation of God after this pandemic that God is going to do something new, something fresh, something alive, something real. And I don't want to miss that because I'm not smart enough, good enough. I don't know my grammar good enough. I ain't there. I need him. And I want to prepare us for him. And one of the amazing things that I read in Exodus 40, and I'd encourage you just to read that chapter if you want to have just, just a little backdrop. It says it was the second year. It was the first day of the first month of the second year when Moses erected the tabernacle. And I looked at my calendar, and it just so happens that the first day of next year is a Sunday. 
And it happens, if you do the math, it happens roughly every seven years, plus or minus because of leap years. But anyways, I get beside myself. But it was the first day of the new year. And the tabernacle was set, and God did something incredible. And I looked at that, and I said, why not have it on the 2023rd year the first day of the first month at Solid Rock, something happens that we can't do anything except just say, God, it's you. This morning, to me, was a little taste. This was a little taste, a little teaspoon of sugar. Say, wasn't that sweet? And so what I'm asking each one of us is to commit to pray for 40 days, because there is a significance to 40 days in the Bible. I just didn't make that up. For 40 days, for January 1st. We have in the back, in the foyer, a white poster board that we went, 40 days of prayer, starting November 22nd. And we're not going to be sitting here every night what we're going to do is and because we're a smaller congregation we're not asking everybody to do one hour a day and to fill the day that that can be quite taxing so what we thought was why don't we just do two time slots a day 7 a.m to 8 a.m and 7 p.m to 8 p.m where we might have some focused time of prayer of course you can pray anytime like, like, you don't have to go, oh, it's 6.58. No, I got to wait two minutes. No, you can pray. But as a congregation, that maybe we would have, instead of one of us praying, we might have seven, eight, 10, 15 of us praying at the same time in different areas, beseeching and coming before the king. Next week, I'm going to share with you some thoughts about prayer because I didn't get to him today. Thanks, Brad, for laughing. You caught that. But I'm going to sign my name on that back to say that I'm going to commit to pray for 40 days. Specifically, I'm going to pray more than that, but I'm going to specifically commit myself, and I'm actually going to, we're going to do this, those of you who have phones, we'll do this in a couple weeks, but we're going to take our phones and we're going to put reminders on our phone. So those of us who are forgetful, the phone will beep and go, time to pray. So you don't even have to go like, I got bad memory. Well, that's fine. You got a phone. It will do the hard work. You just do the praying. But I'm asking God for something powerful. Because we need him. This world doesn't have no solutions. I don't know if you've checked, but they don't got they don't even know guys from girls anymore. They don't have the solution. We need the Almighty, the great I am, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, 
to be the one who is part of our life, who will be influencing our life and be dwelling. I mean, he dwells in us already, but it's like, I want more. I want to be, I want to see people touched, healed, delivered, because that's what he says will happen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you. The Lord lift his head upon you, his face upon you, and give you peace. Amen. We have some markers out there.